Hello, and welcome to Leading Inspired Learning, a Strive podcast. First episode. Here we are. Whole Strive team in the room. Um, Yeah, so let's start with introductions. I guess I have to go first. This isn't the right document either. There we go. (laughs) Okay. So I'm Allie. I'm the project manager of Strive. I've been with um, Strive for five and a half years, um, and I've been in every position um, the Strive team has had over the years. Um, I get a huge shout out to um, Sherry Spriggs, our legacy, um, for hiring me five and a half years ago, and here we are today. So why did you choose a career in the early years, Allie? Um, thanks for asking, Liv. What a great question. <laughs> God, that's so dorky. <laughs> it's supposed to be a conversational. He's going to have a lot of editing. Yeah, poor Brie. This is a hot mess. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, of course, I've always loved children and their curiosity and their wonder um, and and the care element of the field. When I finished my degree at Western, I was kind of faced with a teacher's college or early childhood education fork in the road. And I picked ECE because I felt like there were more opportunities for growth, um, more opportunities for advancement, more opportunities to kind of explore not just what Um, care and education for children look like, but what was beyond that. Um, So I was a preschool educator for a number of years and a director and I worked supply at many organizations in London and found myself here. Um, And I also do teach at Fanshawe um, part-time in the Child Development Practitioner Program, so the Apprenticeship Program, which I absolutely love. Period. That's me. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Megan McDonnell. Oh, hi. Um, so I am the professional learning lead here at Strive. So all things professional learning. I've been with Strive. I came in just just on Allie's uh, co- coattails. Co- 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 that right? doesn't sound right. I came in just behind you. Yeah. So 2018. So um, just a little over five years ago. And I actually have had every role at Strive because I was also an intern. Oh, true. I was not an intern. So I started as a Strive intern and then I got hired on part-time. And then I also give huge thanks to Sherry Spriggs Mm -hmm. for buggering off and moving into a a new position. Because that opened the door for me to come on board full-time. And it's been such a wonderful journey. Mm-hmm. And what else am I supposed to say? Um, how long you've been? Oh, in the sector, I didn't answer that one. Oh, I don't want to say that. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be revealing of how old I am. <laughs> okay, fair. So, yeah. why did you choose a career in the early years? Well, I think very similarly to what you said. Um, I always enjoyed working with children and had always worked with children in some capacity all through my like youth and adolescence. Mm-hmm. But when I was a young adult, I didn't really have a sense of what I wanted to do professionally. I'd been to, to university and I just didn't, 
I, I kind of had inklings that I maybe wanted to be a teacher or work in education in some capacity, but I really didn't know what that looked like. And so I was kind of directionless and, you know, working in, in bars and restaurants and, you know, squandering all my money and traveling and really having the best time. <laughs> but then I answered a very vague um, newspaper, like health wanted thing for a preschool teacher that could speak French. And there was very limited detail on this ad, but something about it just called to me. And it ended up, it was at a Montessori school, and I worked in with the preschool age group for the next seven years. And I loved it so much. And it reinforced and sort of gave me a direction that I didn't previously have. And once they were changing, once Day Nurseries Act was falling away, then it was, well, now you actually better go get the credentials to support this career that you've Easy chosen. or bust. Yeah, exactly. So I, I went back to school and found myself at Fanshawe. And then that led me into the Early Childhood Leadership degree program and to here. Which is and good. you just finished? Oh, and I just finished my Master's of Education in Social Justice, Equity, and Diversity Education. Thank you. Um, yeah, and then I also teach um, part-time at Fanshawe College in the Early Learning, early Childhood Leadership Degree Program and the Early Childhood Education Diploma Program. And I also love it. I love being in front of a classroom and getting to engage with emerging professionals. It's mm-hmm. been a highlight for sure. That's it. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so supportive. Bree. So I'm Bree. I'm the project associate at Strive. I'm the person that works behind the scenes. I'm doing all the emailing and statistics and all that fun stuff. I've recently acquired uh, the unofficial title of unofficial tech expert as yep. well, which has been like a new and exciting addition to my role. Um, yeah. And you've been with Strive for? Two and a half years now, I think. You were a pandemic on board. I was a pandemic on board, August 2020. I hadn't even fully graduated yet from my ECE program, which is wild to think about now. Um, but yeah, so that's how I came on board, really, because of Megan. Megan was one of my professors in the ECE Fast Track program. Um, and so was Sherry. So I also have that Sherry connection. This is just turning into a We Love Sherry episode. Yeah, it's yeah, a We yeah. Love Sherry That's episode. what we'll call it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I learned about Strive through that and really fell in love. And then uh, the pandemic hit and shutdowns occurred and I lost my position. Because um, you were working in the yes. toddler program. I was working in the early years at that point, but I was I was an educational assistant or a paraprofessional, so I was not registered. Um, and to kind of pass the time and stay engaged, I engaged in professional learning, mostly through Strive, because I the city that I came from didn't really have an existing PL organization. Um, then a job posting was shared on Facebook, and I applied on a whim had no hopes of getting it, but then I did. So here I am. Brie was a very good student. I'm a bit of a tryhard. <laughs> I always have been. Um, and when your resume came through, I said, you're going to love her. And, and we I'm did. Here. And we did. And we do. 
Yay. <laughs> why, why a career in the early years? Um, so unlike the two of you, I actually didn't think I was ever going to work with children. Um, I, I love children. I've always loved children, but it wasn't a career that I thought I could see myself stepping into. I was originally in school. Well, I mean, I switched my career path a number of times. I finally landed on psychology and really fell in love with it. I've always enjoyed working with people in some capacity. Um, but I really didn't think that children would be where I would end up. But as I grew older and started to learn a little bit more about human development and how the brain worked, um, I really took a look back at my own progress through the education system and my brother's progress through the education system and realized there was a lot of inequities in how um, children are treated within specifically the primary school system, but it really does carry throughout. Um, that was kind of where my interest started in the early years was engaging with like, why does this happen? Why, why does school start to divide students? Um, it really starts in the early mm -hmm. years. Um, so that's, I, I started to engage more with development from birth um, towards the end of my psychology degree. But by the end of my degree program, I was very, very burnt out. Um, and I took a break and started waitressing and bartending. And then one of my colleagues who was in my psychology program was like, hey, I got hired at a childcare center and we have an opening. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I tried it and I ended up falling in love and I didn't think I was going to. So I'm so happy I found it. Toddlers are amazing. Um, they really sparked my passion for the early years. So that's why I'm here. Toddlers are wild. They're amazing. They're the best. I'm wild. foreshadowing. You are foreshadowing. <laughs> but I do, I love them a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One in a million. Yeah, there's not many of us. <laughs> the real unsung heroes. The real MVPs of the Child Care Center. Yeah. Toddler educators. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Truly are a special type of person to, yes. to yeah. want to spend all day in a room, a small room, usually with 15 toddlers. Yeah. Shout out to my son's educators. <laughs> <laughs> he's wild. Um, Liv. Okay. So I start with my name. Please tell okay. us your name <laughs> and your position. You have your signed contract here. So that's yes. official now. Okay. So I'm Olivia or Liv for short is what you'll probably hear most. Um, I am the professional learning assistant at Strive. <laughs> Official as of this month. Yeah. So very exciting. Um, how I came to Strive, is that the next? Yeah. One? Okay. So I am still completing my early childhood leadership degree at Fanshawe College. And I started attending Strive PL in my first year and became. A regular attendee <laughs> very quickly. I loved it. I loved learning and finding more unique topics to learn about beyond just my own education experience at Fanshawe. Um, and from then, as soon as I heard that Strive took on interns in, in between third and fourth year, I was determined and I was set on that's where I'm going to have my internship. 
So thankfully, I did get it because it was the only one I applied for. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> you were throwing I all was, your eggs in that basket. I had, I had some other options in mind, but I just wanted this one so bad that I put all my energy Aww. towards it. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Th- thank you for taking me on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I did that over the summer of, it would have been 2022. Mm-hmm. And then I had the pleasure of getting asked to stay on board, um, and help with some special projects, including the only one you event, which happened in October and got another invite to stay <laughs> when the new year came. So here I am finishing my degree and loving my job at Strive. Amazing. You have yeah. to say that. Yeah, and then how I came into this sector. Yeah, why the early years? So I guess for me, it kind of blends between all your stories. I started in my post-secondary education in nursing, and I was kind of just told that that's a job that I would do really well at um, with my grades and my personality, and, and I fully agreed and I was really interested in it. I really wanted to help people and I thought that was the profession that you have to do to help people. So I went into nursing and then the colleges ended up going on strike that year for I think it was like five or six weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was the most like stressful time because we had no communications. I didn't know if I was supposed to be studying. I didn't know if I was going to come back and have tests in front of me or anything. But it actually also allowed me to step back and really think about if this was a career that I wanted to continue to pursue. They ended up announcing that they would give you the option to get your tuition back if you withdrew, which was unheard of. And so I had time to think and reflect and I decided that that wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to do for the rest of my life at that point in time. And so I started kind of looking back into schools um, and I had no clue what programs were out there. So I attended a the Fanshawe Open House and I came across the early years, early childhood leadership program. And immediately I knew that's what I wanted to do. I spoke with some classmates and the program directors and it just really reminded me of my passion for education and my passion of working with children and helping others. And I also have a passion. I have a lot of passions. For leadership, that's something that I absolutely love and I love taking on those kinds of roles. So being able to blend all of my numerous passions together, uh, it was the perfect degree for me. And then my original goal was to go to teacher's college with it afterwards. Strive has surprised me with a whole new area of expertise in this sector that I didn't even know existed prior to attending this program and attending PL. Um, So yeah, now I'm just a really confused person (laughs) who loves her job and is just now emerging into the early years, really. I haven't been in it for very long. I've worked with children all growing up and everything, but never in like the specific early years sector. I've only had placement. Mm -hmm. That's okay. it. <laughs> no, you guys all done so well. You make me want to redo mine. No, mm-hmm. you did really well. Okay, Amy, 
my turn? Yeah. Okay. You're up. Um, well, apologies first. I am sick. <laughs> so if you heard uh, coughing or sniffling, that's been me. <laughs> um, but my name is Amy. I'm a professional learning assistant at Strive as well, same as Olivia. Um, pretty much ditto to everything that she said. I started here as an intern and got hired part-time. But your internship and was in the resource center. Yes, it was in the resource center, so it was um, different. Um, really enjoyed it, though. I love that, getting to meet all the professionals who have come in. Um, and yeah, I've just stuck around since then. They can't get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. And so why a career in the early years for you? Um, I feel like I've always been, um, I've always gravitated towards children. I am the youngest in my family. I don't have any younger siblings or cousins. So it sounds kind of sad, but I never got that <laughs> when I was growing up. Um, so I feel like I've gotten my fill through, um, through working in childcare. Um, I started off um, providing um, in-home childcare for families. Uh, then I actually connected with my sister because she is an ECE in Hamilton and she hooked me up with a job for the school board there. So I did that for a summer. I also worked for some camps in the city of Burlington where I grew up. So I've really always worked with children. I've never had a job that didn't involve children. So I did know that this was the path for me. I definitely had um, some other interests and passions as well. I have always kind of been debating between um, going into this sector or I've always loved science as well. But I did do too hot in grade 12. <laughs> so, so that got shut down real quick. So, so yeah. Um, I actually applied for social sciences to a bunch of universities. And this was the only program that I applied to for early childhood education. Um, so, yeah. But that's the one that I chose. And I definitely have made the right choice. So um, I'm in the... Honors Bachelor of Early Childhood Leadership at Fanshawe, and we are almost done. Last semester, yes. just a few weeks left. It's important for our listeners to know all of our voices because it isn't just going to be one single one of us hosting. Um, we're all going to be a part of this. So uh, we wanted to introduce all of us to mm -hmm. everyone. Maybe you won't recognize Amy's voice when yeah. she has to host because hopefully she's healthy. She won't have a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Strive team. Um, I guess we should also maybe do a little bit about like what is Strive. That would yeah. make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Strive is a capacity building project funded through the City of London, County of Middlesex. And our central mandate is to support early learning professionals in their professional growth and development. And so the primary way that we do that is through facilitating and providing professional learning opportunities. We also support Elgin County and professionals living there. So we do have, uh, we do serve the three counties or the three regions. And beyond professional learning, we help support a lot of other exciting initiatives and projects throughout, um, throughout our three service regions. We are invested in a lot of advocacy efforts. We have some research involvement and really 
really keeping our local community informed about what is going on both regionally as well as provincially and nationally as far as childcare and early years. So it's a really dynamic, I mean, our roles are really dynamic and it's a really exciting project to be a part of because it's always evolving and always changing. And we're so grateful to the City of London, County of Middlesex and County of Elgin for putting their trust in us to help support these efforts. And then so beyond grateful to all the early years professionals who participate in our services because they also put their trust in us to help them achieve their professional learning goals. And that certainly doesn't go unnoticed or unappreciated by us. So they really are what fuels us and the work that we do. And ultimately we know how impactful professional learning can be for the type of care and the level of care and quality of care that we can provide to children and families. So that's really at the heart of everything that we do. It always comes back to supporting children and families in our region. But while we don't work directly with children and families here at Strive, we care for those who are caring for others. And I can't think of a more awesome responsibility. So um, just big thanks all around to our community. Yeah, and a shout out to our resource center as well. So that's mm-hmm. newly, we uh, became the lead operator on the resource center located here at Childreach in 2022. Um, and we're going to get into a lot more detail on the resource center in a future episode. Um, but in the meantime, the resource center is filled with physical resources to enhance your program as a professional. So um, come on in. Get yourself a membership and borrow some of the incredible resources that we have here to uh, support your work with children. And stay tuned. More to come on the Resource Center in a future episode. We also have a variety of online resources as well that are accessible for free so that you don't necessarily have to have the physical resource membership as well to access those. Um, But we have lots of awesome resources on our Strive Online platform, including professional learning sessions, a couple of um, webinars that were also done. We also have informative videos, printable PDFs that you can share and distribute amongst your program or support dialogue with parents and families. So lots of really great things for you to check out there as well. Good job, team. More to come. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So why are we here? Why a podcast? I had to remind Megan. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I know. <laughs> I know why. You know mostly. So, yeah. so we will give our shout out to Cheryl Third for this. Yes. Um, Cheryl has been throwing in a let's start a podcast at our professional learning committee meetings for, oh, I don't know, six years now. A real Strive podcast cheerleader. Yes. So she will also be a guest speaker on a podcast soon, Cheryl, FYI. Um, yeah, Liv, over the summer, you worked on some podcast blog, blog posts about podcasts. Yes. Yeah, so over the summer, we wanted to acknowledge that professionals are working really, really hard, and it's important to engage in professional learning as, as it is important to take care of yourself. And so sometimes we feel this need and inkling to participate all the time um, to really show our passion to continue learning and we sometimes forget that we need to also take time for ourselves so we really wanted to um, remind our 
are educators and professionals in the field that this is a time to recuperate, re relax as much as you can and really take time for yourself. Uh, and so we came up with this idea of creating a blog post that included a variety of, of podcasts with a variety of topics to allow people to continue to engage in professional learning at their own time, at their own pace, in the comfort of their own home, maybe in the comfort of driving in their car somewhere. Or in a beautiful local park. Or in a beautiful <laughs> local park. So Parks and podcasts. Yeah. You can find it on the blog. We'll link it in our bio. <laughs> <laughs> And when we shared this idea with the um, committee, it just further sparked that interest mm -hmm. of, yeah. well, now that you're sharing podcasts with others, maybe it's time to start your own. Yeah. And I think what the convert, when we did have the actual conversation at a professional learning committee table, the real essence of it was we feel the entire committee I'm speaking on behalf of everyone at the moment <laughs> but we feel really privileged to get to sit around the tables we get to sit around have the critical conversations we get to have um, engage with peers build relationships and be challenged um, I think it's very easy in this sector to get into a really great rhythm and routine and sometimes we need that reminder to be pushed out of our comfort zone a little bit Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of delved into, well, how do we bring these tables to the larger community? How do we invite people to join us around this table? Mm -hmm. And a podcast. We thought this was the best way to really record some of these conversations that are happening anyway and share it with the community as a whole. Um, and again, like Liv said, this can be easily more easily consumed than having to schedule a meeting and get coverage at your site and come and mm -hmm. attend and all that fun stuff, you can pop it in as you're walking to work or taking your dogs out or in a park yes. <laughs> or whatever that looks like for you and still be a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. We should probably explain what the PLC is. Yeah. Um, so the PLC is our professional learning committee and it's essentially a group of early years professionals and leaders from across our three service regions who, is, who act as kind of the eyes and ears for us and keep that connection to the voices of the childcare community really present within the work that we do. Mm -hmm. So they're bringing forth things that they are seeing and hearing and observing in practice. And then we take what we take those observations and as a group, we really dig in and discuss what that could look like in professional learning. So what are the current needs? What are educators curious about? What are the ongoing inquiries that are happening across the early years field? And how can we translate that into meaningful professional learning opportunities? So we benefit so much, as Ali said, from having those critical friends around the table for us. They're such an essential part of the work that we do, but we also recognize the privilege in getting to be at that table and wanting to share that essential critical friendship more broadly. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a great medium to do that. It also helps dispel some of the questions we sometimes get about what constitutes professional learning. Yeah. And so for educators registered with the College of Early Childhood Educators who are participating in the CPL program, the Continuous Professional Learning Portfolio Program, we sometimes- have a real with acronyms in this I know, field, yeah, a lot of acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
you know, professional learning isn't, uh, it doesn't appear one way and it doesn't happen one way. So while we so appreciate and, and love people coming out and participating in professional learning sessions and in workshops, mm-hmm. that is only one way mm-hmm. to engage with your professional learning. So listening to a podcast and reflecting on it can count as work towards your goals as part of your CPL. Mm-hmm. And so I think that another great reason for doing this podcast is to get to disseminate what we do through our learning opportunities through an alternate medium that some folks might find more accessible. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it it's true that this idea of professional learning can only look one way has been one of those inherited practices mm-hmm. that we try mm-hmm. and and we've been wrestling with for a number of years because it was very much a attend a classic workshop once and you're done. Um, and we've our professional learning committee has really helped us evolve into more communities of practice, mm-hmm. um, engaging in these types of conversations around those tables on a specific topic, um, and also multi-part um, professional learning series. It's not just a one, come, we fill you with knowledge and be done. So most of the time, we're hoping that we're going to leave you with more questions and answers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we're going to help you question your practices, think more deeply about what you're doing um, to grow. Yeah, moving away from those drive-through. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and sharing multiple voices and perspectives on similar topics. Yes. I think yeah. is something that we're we've really focused on in the past couple of years, which I think really deepens our understanding yeah. of the topic that you're exploring. Yeah, we never want ever want to position ourselves as any sort of expert in any capacity. Mm-hmm. We're just wanting to be the medium at which you can explore different topics through a multitude of lenses. Mm-hmm. I think this will also be a great space to continue to think with ideas that emerge from our live professional learning mm-hmm. opportunities. So when we do come together for a professional learning session, this will be a great space to come to afterwards to continue to think with the ideas and conversations that emerge. So if you are attending a professional learning session with Strive, definitely connect with the podcast afterwards mm-hmm. because we will likely have uh, an episode or an opportunity around that specific topic or that specific conversation as a way to continue and sustain that dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of, I, I mean, this happened more so pre-pandemic, but we always loved seeing parking lot conversations after mm-hmm. professional learning opportunities where educators were lingering in parking lots at their car, still talking about what they just came and experienced and learned. And those moments really showed us like, okay, that really grew out something in them. That really had them questioning something or thinking more deeply about something. So how do we capitalize on those debriefs that are happening in the parking lot here on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because we do it every single day in the office. Oh, how was last mm-hmm. night was, you know, be well. And how was that? And let's talk about it. Let's interrogate some of the things. Let's debrief mm-hmm. together as mm-hmm. as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So and that goes also to say that if you attend something and have some really strong thoughts, feelings, reflections happening after, jump on the podcast with us and let's talk about that together. Yeah. Because um, we want to hear from the community, too. This is also not just you know, are not just us and our professional learning committee sitting around this table where we want educators and professionals across the sector to come in and chat with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think those debriefs and those opportunities to co-reflect are so important because as Bree said, with this idea of multiple perspectives, 
everyone's going to take something different away Mm -hmm. from a session or from an idea. You're all going to see something different. You're going to hear something different. And so getting to then come together with colleagues to say, well, what did you hear? What stood out to you? What touched your heart? What did you notice? Mm -hmm. And getting to see those different viewpoints Mm -hmm. helps deepen your own thinking and ultimately your own practice. Yeah. Most valuable learning is always done in community. Absolutely. For sure. So that's why we're here. That's why we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be voices from our community joining us at future episodes. Um, we're going to have educators come on and share their stories. Um, Megan's also going to share just professional learning updates. Um, um, she very eloquently um, always explains upcoming events that we have. So we thought this was another way that we can um, share with the community what's, what's, what's on the docket, what's coming up. Um, we're going to really explore some general topics, some specific topics, some conversations. It's This is meant to be a really um, easily, listen, this is just a conversation that we're having. It's not meant to be, you know, we're not polished in any sense. Yeah. Um, I think too, uh, if we always invite community to share topics with us. Yeah. So if there's something that you're like, oh, I'd really like to have a deeper conversation about this, let us know. Like, we want to hear what you're interested in. Um, you know, you might be invited to come on, yes. but we would certainly love to hear what you want to know more about, because this podcast really is for you. Yeah. So how would they let us know that, Brie? Well, I mean, there's a number of different channels that you could do so. Um, our email is always open and accessible. That's probably the easiest way, but you can always connect with us on social media as well. We are found on all social media platforms as at Strive SWL. Um, and then our general mailbox is info at Strive um, but you can also reach out to any of us individually. I'm the one that's always sending event reminders, so I'm typically the easiest to get in touch with. You can just reply to an email that I've already sent you. Um, but yeah, number of different ways to get in touch. You can also give us a call. Yeah. Uh, I don't know our numbers off by heart. <laughs> we'll make sure that's linked, though, somewhere. Yes. Um, but yeah, lots of ways to, to reach out and get a hold of us. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to play a game. It's rapid fire. (laughs) I love how excited everyone is. Yay, games! Yay, woo! Um, It's just a rapid fire game, and we're going to talk about some of our favorites, just so that our listeners can get to know us a little bit better. The first one is your favorite children's book. Amy. Hmm. My favorite children's book, like from when I was a child or like currently? I don't care. <laughs> Either one. Hmm. Both. Honestly, right now I've been loving Your Name is a Song by Jamila Tompkins Bigelow. Sorry. Um, she was on for a professional learning session over Zoom, and the way that she presented her book to us was mm-hmm. just amazing, and she mm-hmm. really so captured awesome. me with that. So that's what I'm loving right now. Good one. And you get to call the next person. Okay. Megan. My favorite children's book, and it's one from when I was a child. Like, I have very vivid memories of it being read to me. I still know every single word to this book. And it's a favorite for me now to gift people when they have a baby. 
is Each Peach Pear Plum. That's mm-hmm. a great book. Good yeah. choice. That's one of Max's favorites right now, too. Yeah. He loves it. I could. Do you want me to read it to you? Recite <laughs> it. Yeah, I Please. could. Olivia. First verse. Each Peach Pear Plum, I Spy Tom Thumb. Love it. Um, my turn? Yes. I was also going to say Your Name is a Song. Um, I've also re- just been introduced to it recently and have had a really great appreciation for it. And just the importance of names is significant and something that I've, I've learned over the years and have had seen in personal interactions. So mm-hmm. seeing a book that is emphasizing that has really warmed my heart. Oh, now I ask someone. Ellie. My, the first title that comes to my mind is The Gruffalo. Mm. As a, as a personal fave, I used to read it to children that I would babysit. Um, and one little guy would memorize the last like word in every verse. So I would read the paragraph and he would say the last word. And so it became a favorite. And then he actually gifted it to my son when he was born. Um, so it's definitely a favorite. Um, but right now at my house with my 20-month-old, we're reading a lot of Ten Tiny Toes. Mm. That's a favorite right now. Um, and he will request Ten Tiny Toes all day, every day. So that's the current <laughs> fave in the house right now. Bree. I mulled over this question a lot. I did know this question was coming. Um, you blew the game. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a lot of favorite books. I was an avid reader. I, and I still am an avid reader. Um, but for me, the one that stands out is Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. That's a great book too. Um, it was my first um, book in my childcare center that my toddlers really got hooked on mm. and it became like an exploration over a period of several months. Like we, we made our own tree. It was like a part of our daily routine. So that one just like beyond it being like a really fun, cool story also has a really emotional connection for me because it reminds me of my why and why I'm here doing this now. Nice. I like that. (laughs) Okay. The next is a quick one. You don't necessarily have to explain. (laughs) Olivia. Olivia. (laughs) But favorite age group to work with? Liv. Toddlers. What? I love it. That's, yep. That was a high five. Yeah. (laughs) Don't explain. Next. Okay. Oh, pick someone. Megan. Infants. Amy. Uh, Also infants. Allie. Also infants. (laughs) Brie. Toddlers forever. High High five five too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although I did visit Kids Co. yesterday and spent some time with the preschoolers, and it reminded me how fun preschoolers are, too. Yeah, preschoolers are So it's infants or preschoolers for me. There's no (laughs) in-between. I spent my longest amount of time in preschoolers, and I adore, 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 adore. But there's something so special about an infant room. Mm -hmm. It's the care for me. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Love it. And you get to give them back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part of working of in this any age period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite PL that you've attended? Doesn't necessarily have to be one that Strive offered, but it should be. <laughs> yeah. You it will no longer be a part of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Have to be recent either. Just favorite PL that you've attended. And Brie. Oh, no. 
Well, I guess <laughs> we'll stick with the emotional connection because that's who I am as a person. Um, my favorite PL was my first ever Communities of Practice outdoor play. Mm. Um, so it was something that I attended during pandemic shutdown. It was my first like real connection with Strive PL specifically. Um, and it was just really great to be able to connect with professionals, even though there, I wasn't really in the field at that time. And I've always had a passion for outdoors specifically. Um, and now I'm really happy to be able to be facilitating that community of practice. It's one of my favorites to attend. Uh, we always have really amazing conversations. So if outdoor play is an interest for you or something you'd like to learn more about, it's a really awesome community to get involved in. Amy. This is a tough question. I think I have to Don't go. take mine. <laughs> <laughs> kind leadership okay, good. with Darcy Lang. No, that was mine too. <laughs> <Was it? laughs> too well, bad. Have the uh, same. Yeah, you can like the yeah. same things. It's okay. Um, yeah, definitely kind leadership with Darcy Lang. Um, every single day, I'm still like, what was my ninety percent? What was my ten percent? And she's just so energetic and captivating, and her presence is just, yeah. Amazing and unmatched. Holly? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. And, and my reason was because <laughs> I was actually a little bit hesitant going into that one. Um, I didn't know much about Darcy because she had um, virtually shared with our community before while well, I was still on that leave. So I hadn't attended her first session. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I was, I was, I admit it, I was being a little judgmental at first and I thought that it was going to just be way too like focused on the positive and not acknowledging like toxic positivity. Like toxic mm-hmm. positivity. So I was a little bit worried about it to be honest. Um, and I went and I was blown away. Darcy is absolutely incredible. She made a room filled with 200 people feel like you were the only one there. Mm-hmm. Um, she is an incredible facilitator and this, like Amy said, this 90% focus we, we use it all the time in the office of like, are you focusing on the 90 or Allie's in her 10% phase right now? Yeah. <laughs> and we call each other out on it. It's been a good way to hold each other accountable Definitely. to focusing on what matters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. But also not ignoring the things that are upsetting us either. That's right. Which yeah. was something that was really valuable. Yeah. Darcy's is like, yeah, I acknowledge that it's there, but like yeah. try and redirect and yeah. focus. Absolutely. Like what is, if you're going to complain yeah. about it more than three, three times, times, do something find about a it. solution. Yeah. 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 Yeah, lay that sucker out, as Darcy would say. So, yeah, that's been, yeah, it's been my favorite um, recently. She's she's incredible. I'm very excited. She's coming back in the spring. Mm -hmm. May 16th, everybody. Mark your calendars. Okay, Meg. Oh, gosh. It's honestly, this is such a tough question. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things about my role is I am spoiled by professional learning, getting to attend professional learning. So... I've attended a lot of professional learning, which makes identifying a single one that stands out. So in terms of recent, like what's kind of present in my mind, I would have to say only one you, but -hmm. particularly the session with Mina B, the keynote in the morning. Mina had such a beautiful presence about her, but what she offered us in terms of 
thinking about micro habits and thinking about, again, not dissimilar to some of um, what Darcy had to say about really figuring out what's important and what isn't and where you should be investing your focus. I was really, really impacted by her offering, as I know a lot of the community was. So Mina B would be mine. She's a star. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Liv, I left you for last. I actually have one. So again, I have attended numerous sessions, so it's hard to pick one in particular. Um, But my very first in-person experience was Winter Rethink 2020. Mm. And I was just entering the field in, in my first year of my degree and to be surrounded by so many professionals in the sector that had a passion and a spark for it was one of like the most impactful moments that I had in my experience in professional learning. The content of it I still reflect on and remember to this day and reflect on and critically think about. And it was just, I, I really don't have words to express like being surrounded by hundreds of professionals that were excited and passionate. <laughs> I can't, every time I say that, <laughs> next game, count how many times I say it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the energy in that room was just unremarkable and I will forever remember that. <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor, Megan McDonnell. World-class chocolate at Baskin Robbins, Livia. Depends on my mood. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, quick, quick. (laughs) Rapid fire. If you go back to my blog post, you can understand why I'm going to say cotton candy. Okay. Okay. Oh, Brie. I'm a lemon sorbet girl through and through. Delicious. Amy. I'm a wild birthday cake kind of girl. Ooh. (laughs) Allie's. Chocolate peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Classic. Classic. No, you're missing out. <laughs> Slash <laughs> Megan is allergic to nuts. Yeah. <laughs> For context. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And last fire, rapid fire, which has been less than rapid. Um, favorite podcast. So we did share our favorite podcasts on the blog post. Mm-hmm. Uh, some may have changed, some may not. We will link it so that you can go revisit that as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So, Amy. Honestly, I don't really listen to podcasts, so I'm Fair. not fit to answer this question, but... Now you're a host. Yeah, <laughs> but I do want to start, so looking forward to your recommendations, mm-hmm. Megan. Well, Leading Inspired Learning, the podcast, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, answer has not changed. Otherwise, okay. if I'm not talking about crime, I'm listening to Invisibilia by NPR. And it is essentially about all the invisible forces in our lives that shape human behavior. It is so interesting. They do such a good job. Um, It continues to be really good. But season three, chef's kiss. Olivia. Similar to Amy, don't listen to podcasts too often. So I don't have a favorite, but it is something that I am going to explore further. And I do feel I would really enjoy. So yeah, I guess we'll see what my podcast favorite is in the future one day. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll ask you again soon. Okay, I love it. All right. Um, Bree. Um, so I alluded to the fact that I really love books. So the one that I recommended on our 
blog post originally was also about books, but I am also a bit of a geek. <laughs> so my new favorite one that I've been engaging with a lot is called A Fine Pairing. And it's two women that make drinks together and then read fan fiction. Um, and it's really hilarious. It's absolutely unhinged. And it's one of my favorite ways to wind down at the end of the day. Oh, fun. Oh. Um, mine also hasn't changed because I've been in my audio book phase of life recently. But my favorite podcast is, and they don't actually make new episodes anymore. So this is kind of a bummer. But Young House Love has a podcast. Um, I love their blog prior and their books and their Instagram social media presence and then they had a podcast for a number of years um, but it's definitely one worth if you're into all things house DIY renovations design um, it's it's a good one um, and they yeah so I've gone back and listened to some of their episodes over and over again and maybe we'll steal some of their games because they like to play games on their podcast too so yeah they're that's my fave Love it. Cool. Right on. Okay. So this was episode one of Leading Inspired Learning um, has a podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram at Leading Inspired Learning Pod or on our website at strivewo.ca slash podcast. I would love to have you tell a friend or colleague about this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us next time.